Hello, that's Chad Echowitz. And that's Simone LaRue. We're from Fresh Tomatoes the Movie Podcast, and you're listening to the Download Weekly Gaming News. Robots Radio presents... Rated M for Mature. You're listening to The Download, weekly gaming news. We are back. My name is Big Cat, a.k.a. Jameson. Although, honestly, the way you said back, you were more like a goat. Back! (laughs) Dear God, the ears of our listeners. And (laughs) I am Verona. Constantly has to deal with a big cat. Hey, Don't you soft meow at me. Give us a little honk. I haven't honked in forever. A honk. <laughs> so good every time. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are back. Brenna took the week off last week for our birthdays. And uh, I'm safe to say we needed we needed a week off. It's, it's the crazy yeah. times we're living in. We're uh, getting old, people. I know. I know. So much Don't going like on. Don't, I know. I know, but it was good birthdays. We had, we both had good birthdays. As as good a birthday as you can possibly have. Oh, during. Jamie had a good time. I had a very, I had too good of a time at Brenda's birthday. So it was nice that my birthday, I did nothing. That was, it was needed. It was needed. You so couldn't we'll, do anything. You're still recovering. We'll make, we'll make up for my birthday at a later date. It's a plan. This is the way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, stay, stay tuned. <laughs> After uh, big news and gaming for this week's chat room, uh, we have Chad and Simone from the Fresh Tomatoes Movie Podcast. Uh, they are very delightful. I was on their year celebration live stream a couple weeks ago. A lot of fun. And we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Uh, if you have not seen, I've been posting some of the Loot Crates I have received. I got two. I have two more still coming. They're taking a little bit longer to ship because of the Rona. But uh, I'm loving everything that I got in them. Hey, Jamie, uh, why do you have so many? What do you mean, why do I have so many? Because we're sponsored why by them? You? Yeah, I know, but what happened? I thought you were only supposed to have, like, a few of them. Oh, yeah. I they auto-renewed. One of them auto-renewed, and I forgot to cancel it, because uh, I didn't want to to do it. And it was... And I would have been okay if it was the regular one, but on the gaming one, I selected the additional premium item. That's why I got the fancy Street Fighter book, so it's more expensive. So, uh, okay. Anyway, Loot Crate does give you really cool stuff. Uh, there's boxes out there for everyone. Always comes with a t-shirt, which is like the best part, uh, in my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to hold myself back with the phrase, there's a box out there for everyone. Yeah. You know, there's big boxes, small boxes. There's Dixon boxes. You never know. hi uh, Additionally, we are also now sponsored by Gamefly. Yes, Gamefly is still around. You can, still fucking exists. You can rent. Uh, it's a monthly subscription service where you can rent not only games, but also movies uh, from them. It's fairly cheap. Go and check it out, especially if you're a console player. It's a great way to try a game without having to pay the full price for it. That's, I used to do that a lot. That's the, best, that's the best part about it. You know what I used to do a million years ago is Redbox video games. Before people started replacing the red boxes with paper cutouts yeah, of stiffs. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they always had scratches for me. I, I did a couple of Redbox games and they never they never worked great. I did Gamefly back when I was had an Xbox. I did game I did Gamefly in like high school. Yeah, same. It, and it yeah. was it was great. It was great. They also had a cool feature back then too that if you when they rented you the game, you could choose to keep it rather than mail it back, and they That's would just. Right. Charge you the yeah, you just pay for it. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, more announcements and news after the uh, end of the episode game releases and all that. We're going to dive right on in with the big guns, the Xbox conference, which we got to see nothing but video games. And nothing but what, Halo. <laughs> you know what? Pr- pretty, pretty much. It was pretty much nothing but Halo. Uh, that link doesn't have the list. This link has the list of everything we saw. So we got to see all sorts of uh, things. And uh, one of them, we got to see more Crossfire X, which I got to say, I'm still out. Uh, after, yeah. we, after we saw that gameplay trailer last year, and it's basically like CSGO meets Call of Duty, I just... And now that Valorant is coming out, there's no way it's going to compete with that. Yeah, I just... Uh, Crossfire X... When we first saw E3 last year and we saw Crossfire X, we're like, oh my god, is this going to cool. be like something like Battlefield? Are we finally going to get like a quality game, but it's now just a 5v5 yeah, tactical co-op shooter? And I'm just, not, I'm just not here for it. No, I'm good. Hard pass. Um... Where where's the rest of I I had there's a longer list. But I don't have it anymore. But the whole point the entire point of the Xbox conference was Halo Infinite gameplay. That was literally the nothing else matters, and that's all we need to talk about. It's it's Xbox's flagship title at launch. It is what is what they are selling with their console. And it's long anticipated, long awaited, and oof boy. Is it uh, is it really stirring the pot with some mixed reactions out there from people? I will say that several of the tweets and social media posts revolving Halo Infinite prior to the Xbox conference are they have three tweets, which are all now the most liked video game tweet ever. Wow. So it shows you people really fucking want their Halo. Oh, uh, understatement. And so with Halo Infinite, it, the story is, the goal with Halo Infinite is they want to pick up the story where Halo 5 left off, but they also want to do craft a gameplay and a narrative experience that will be friendly to new players coming into the series, which is always something you want to consider when you know you're eight games deep into a franchise. Um, so the campaign uh, takes place uh, following the events of Halo 5, which I've never played. I didn't, I didn't get all the way through Halo 5. It, it was not good a game. And so you're trapped, crash-landed on another Halo ring, and this ring is in the process of being taken over by the Banished, which are a group of Covenant led by a bunch of very angry uh, brutes. And uh, if you played Halo 3, where you're no stranger to the brutes. And they're trying to give the game this they're trying to give the game the modern crisp graphics of like halo 5 but while giving you almost the nostalgia 
of like Halo 2 and 3 with the look of the armor and weapons and things. And I'm here right. for it. I'm here for it. I think the I think the visuals of the game are really good. I do think though that the gameplay trailer they showed, despite it being super early footage, was probably not a great thing to to show people. I would have gone for something a little bit more polished. Um but as long as they're transparent going forward about what to expect with the game, what the game will look like, what you can see, we'll be fine. You just can't you just can't show that to people and then leave them in the dark. Uh, but they say that the campaign, at least, the campaign will run at 60 FPS with up to 4K resolution. Uh, it's going to be on PC and console. And then that's using their new Slipspace engine. Um, and it's the first Halo game that's open world. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. But that Slipspace, I think they were saying that they developed it specifically for this entire series. So hinting that there's going to be plenty more uh halo to come on pc and all this new sort of technology which is going to be great yeah they said that halo infinite will be the final game in the master chief saga and that uh that future games will uh take place in the halo universe but they'll be at different points or different times and they'll not necessarily be in this uh master chief storyline so i'm here for it it looks great i think I think it's good. It's good to see them trying new things. It's what they need to do. I like the idea of um, finishing off the series, you know, bringing it back with some nostalgia and then, you know, getting a bunch of people hooked on the crack that is Halo. And then obviously keeping the people that are hooked on Halo and starting a whole new series um, or at least new storyline where everyone gets a chance to be reattached to a new story in the Halo universe. And it's, it's the first game where we're really going to take a, a deep dive into Chief and we're going to learn more about him. Because before that, you know, you kind of understood bits and pieces about the Chief, you know, from the previous games. They always gave you pieces, but you never really knew who he was or how he thought. Uh, and now we're really going to dive into that, whereas before it was mostly confined to the extra books and whatnot. Right. Uh, but another exciting thing is they've already announced that the Halo the multiplayer portion of Halo Infinite will be completely free to play and it will support up to 120 FPS on the Xbox Series X. Crazy stuff. Crazy Holy stuff. Shit. That's surprising. Be, the multiplayer will also be cross-platform, so you'll be able to play it play together no matter what system. Uh they're doing they're just re they're just really going hard on the multiplayer. Uh, they will. They have already stated that there is going to be some sort of battle royale mode. It's the times. It's what's popular. Whatever. Yeah, you got to do it. Which you know, it's Halo. Halo's kind of Probably. always had battle royale game modes because we've had Forge since Halo Three, so people could make up their own game modes. Yeah. And see, that's where the online is going to really carry them is the fact that people were already doing LAN parties like this, and so games. of course, yeah. So. So it's it's only going to skyrocket with Halo Infinite, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, being free to play multiplayer, you can sure as shit expect there will be paid battle passes and there will be microtransactions. It's just, you can't get away from it if it's free to play. Right. So, exciting stuff. See, I kept that pretty, I was pretty quick there, I think. That was a surprise? Yeah. You're doing so good. 
I know. Brenda's over here at the start and's like, Jamie, I'm gonna have to rein you in. You're gonna be out of yeah. control. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good thing it's not Star Wars, because then it'd be even worse. Just you wait. No, great. I actually didn't put it in here, but I actually saw side tangent. I actually saw some actual gameplay. Uh, apparently this past week they let a couple like prominent YouTubers like Jack Frags do uh, hands-on and record footage of the game. Oh my god, Star Wars Squadrons. The Squadrons? Yeah. It, I think that is going to be a silent like winner of the fall. It just... It's not going to get game of the year. No, 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 no. But it's going to be one of those games where no one will see it coming and it's going to be just a, a critical success, I think. I oh, was yeah. I was just watching it and just the mechanics that they're doing, it's much more complicated than people think. It's not going to be, you know, your run-of-the-mill arcade fighter Good. game that there will be, you know, a tactical aspect to it. Uh, you have, like, full control over your weapons, your shields, and your engines, and boosting any of those three, you know, hurts other mm -hmm. options, and then you could change directions of your... It's, I could, it's gonna look so good with all the UI built into the console. It does. I was watching it, and I was like, and as he's pushing buttons, you can see things changing on the Moving, UI, and I'm uh, like... Ah. <laughs> I, I know. I want a VR headset. I know. If you, could you imagine doing a VR headset with, like, a joystick? We, yeah. need to, we need to podcast, save up, and we'll we'll go in together on a VR headset. Build you a unit. How about that? Uh, we also had a mini Nintendo Direct where we got to see a new trailer for Shin Megami Tensin Five, which looks pretty good. WWE 2K Battlegrounds. We've talked about that one before. Uh, and we got to see a few other little snippets of upcoming games. I'm trying to think if there was anyone. There was one... Act, there was an action platformer that looked really good about farming called Sakuna of Rice and Ruin that looks uh, really good. It looks super pretty, but uh, otherwise that was kind of it. It was pretty small. It's just, uh, it's a mini, so it was only like seven minutes and two games. Uh, additionally, the popular rapper Logic has signed a exclusive streaming deal with Twitch. After... I don't know about fucking celebrities really getting into this. It's gonna. I don't want celebrities to... into this. Yeah, I don't like at all. That's Just that's one away. thing. That's one thing that really pisses me off is celebrities getting into podcasting. There's celebrities signing like exclusive podcast deals and like game streaming deals. It's like okay, we get it. You're rich. You're famous. You're bored. You want to do something else, but take your money and fuck off because you're hurting. You're hurting all, all of the us. little guys. Yeah. yeah. Or even not even the little guys, but people who like have built their podcast or their stream over the years and have thousands of viewers or thousands of listeners. But you show up. The people, of course, are not going to watch that person. They're going to go watch their favorite celebrity play video games. So I would pay to see Henry Clavel, though. Oh, that would be one I would be okay with. But the, it's because he is one of them. Can you imagine Henry Clavel streaming don't, Witcher don't, 3? Don't. That would be so good. I mean, he I mean, he does sound like Geralt, but anyway. I mean, he sounds as good as he as he could be for Geralt right. without being yeah. the actual voice actor for Geralt. Right. Ugh, yeah. So this is stupid and annoying, but whatever. 
Yeah, so it's, it's like, like a, Rousey trying to get into WoW, or she plays Facebook, WoW. Facebook gaming. Yeah. Well, Logic apparently has always been a longtime gamer, and right. he has streamed in the past before. You know, whether he, when he's been off or doing other things, but now that he's he's just says he's over music that he's tired of. Um, you know, he's just tired of it. So he released his final album as part of a Twitch live stream, and then now he'll be doing that. They don't know. We don't know how much, but we know it's more than a million dollars. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So, I mean, he still gets royalties from all of his songs and products, and blah 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 blah. And I'm sure he'll do a reunion tour, millions off of. Yep. Yep. So, the guy's sitting pretty no matter what. Exactly. All right, Brenna, why don't you why don't you take charge on this Ubisoft one? Oh my God, why? What is going on? Okay, so apparently the entirety of gaming companies are just have stockpiled misconduct, um, and this includes Ubisoft. And I have an ad blocker now. What is going on? <laughs> I give me give me two seconds. Hold on. I get that too oh. on Bloomberg all the time. Ad blocker <sighs> is the best fucking thing you can install on Chrome. Like you will Ever. not realize how many. Like you go to websites and you're like, God damn, there's a lot of ads. But then when you install ad blocker and you go to the same website and the text makes up like 25 percent and it's just 75 percent white space, you're like. Holy fuck. Yeah. These websites. Atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess there's this guy that's been working um for Ubisoft for what three decades now? Something like that. Long ass time. Yeah, it, it's been forever. And more than a dozen people have made claims of sexual harassment and abuse. Um, and it's just now getting out, and I don't know why, but there are backlogged from years and years and years ago of people filing claims with Ubisoft and with, um, what is it? Uh, what would it be? What is the HR? Thank you. Wow. I can't really HR. I couldn't remember HR human resources either way. So yeah, uh, people over, over these years have logged many claims against him for sexual harassment and they are just now taking action and removing him from the company although it seems it's probably just bullshit and the guy wants to retire and they're just saying, all right, yeah, here you go. Here's your pension. You can leave now. Yeah, his name is Serge Hasko, and he was the chief creative officer. So he was the one that had final say on literally everything. So if he didn't like your project or he didn't like your direction, that was that was it. He could end I'm it sure all. there's a lot of power play that went into that and people getting harassed and not being able to put the games through that they want or the mechanics through that they want and this guy taking advantage of certain situations obviously we are not privy to all the allegations but still we could only imagine 1988 was when Serge was hired by Yves when Yves was named CEO damn Yves has been CEO since 1988 that's crazy. That's a long time. That is a long time. That's 32 years he's been CEO for Ubisoft. That's insane. And, and I, I guess, mean, I mean, he's got brothers, right? It seems though. And I yeah, guess they it, hold 21% of the company's stock and five seats on the board. So it doesn't yeah. matter that he's out of the company. 
Well, no, Sur Surge is different. Surge is, was hired by Eves. Eves is still in charge. Eves is ah, still CEO. Okay. Surge was the bad guy. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, Surge was also the uh, creative mind behind Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and Watch Dogs. So. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Far Cry is. Oh, no, sorry. I was thinking of the. What is the primal? That one sucked. That one did Far suck. Far Cry primal was terrible. That was a terrible one, but uh, he did. He was just bad. He held meetings in strip clubs, and he was very, uh, very misogynistic uh, to the point where female main characters would be uh, minimized or removed from the game because he believed that people didn't want to play as a as a women or a female protagonist, um, and it took a lot of effort for them to get Cassandra into uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because he only wanted Alexios. However, when they originally developed the game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was developed solely around Cassandra, and Alexios was just an NPC in the game. And eventually they made it to co-characters with different storylines, and the majority of players ended up playing as Cassandra. I think Cassandra had like 65% uh, playtime. Yeah. Yeah, he, no one really liked to play Alexios. But I guess um, this guy just kind of fostered this behavior. And not only was it him, but his subordinates and people in the company it just ran rampant around him. So. Yeah. He was also not a fan in of... Fan yeah, he was also not a fan of fantasy games. Uh, and he would, you know, he would nix a lot of ideas. And at one point, they were developing almost a Dragon Age Skyrim-like game called... The project was codenamed Avalon, and it was supposed to be sword, sword and sorcery fantasy around King Arthur and the, the Knights of the Round Table. And uh, Surge just shut that whole project down. Oh, my God, Killed listen it. to this. So I guess current and former employees say that this guy had enabled bad behavior by fashioning the editorial quarters into like a frat house similar to um, the show Animal House. And if you've ever seen that, it's a great show, but also not a work environment. Um, and they described there being pornographic videos on the computers, boozy lunches, and a bunch of inappropriate jokes. So and, I... And also just to clarify this too, this is for the Ubisoft Paris headquarters. This is not like all Ubisoft or Ubisoft US. Right. This is the, the head headquarters of Ubisoft in Paris. Uh, as you could, if you could tell from all the names, these are all Frenchmen. Yes. So just if you want to really read about it, there is a ton to read about it. So go ahead and look it up um, because we could go on and on and on and on. On and on and on and on. I am so tired of talking about this. It's... I mean, we we recognize, uh, especially just the two of us, we've had many conversations about this. And just with who we are in our personal lives as well, we recognize that, you know, gaming needs to be more inclusive because gaming in itself is designed for anyone and everyone. There's something out there for everybody. But the gaming communities are very uninclusive. They're pretty much dominated by, you know, toxic white males, which, you know, I know some people... We'll hear that and be like, oh, my God, you know, buzzwords and, you know, other bullshit. And it's like, all right, well, you know what? It's the truth. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, gaming, it's just 
I mean, just look at the statistics on things like League of Legends and how many people have like filed for X, Y, and Z on there. It's just insane. Just go to the chat. It's like some people call it joking, but also there are people that are serious. I know. I know. It's bad. There are some people that are dead serious about the things that they're saying. It's bad. Uh, Le- League is probably the single worst game out there when it comes to probably. what exemplifies the Which is such a random fucking game to be so shitty on. Like, I don't understand. It's just random. Why? 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 What? It doesn't and make any probably, sense. It's probably the most played game in the world, too. That's also insane. Uh, yeah, it's just gaming... Gaming has the potential to be such a open, welcoming, like inclusive community, and it's it's tough to see that you know the the small portion of players that are just incredibly fucking out of control. Yeah, and Joe Rogan says that in general. <laughs> yes, Joe Rogan now is saying he's that, got uh, some stuff. Yeah, Joe Rogan now says games are a waste of time, which uh, Joe Rogan used to be a very avid gamer, so. I don't, uh... I don't know. I kind of agree with some of the stuff he says in here, but the whole um, waste of time, probably, they picked that phrase out and then blew it up, and it's not really what it's about. Um, I think my favorite part of this is a quote from him saying that, you know, the video games are the real problem. They're a problem. You know why? Because it's fucking fun. (laughs) And you do them, and they're exciting, but you don't get anywhere. Which... What like if you see if you're saying you don't get anywhere in like forwarding a career or a life like that maybe yeah I can understand but you know there's a thing called like mental health that people use video games for so like video you don't get are, anywhere. Video games are a form of entertainment. They're like movies or reading books. They just offer a different port, different experience. Books it's more is, interactive. Yeah, books is all about creating. A mental, uh, a mental world. You know, you read this book, you immerse yourself mentally. Movies, it's all about immersing yourself visually. And uh, what's the, there? There's an opposite word for visual, but I want to say audio. You know, but acoustically, yes, I got it. You got it. And then video games is taking movies to the next level, and you are interacting in that environment. Granted, not right. all video games are like designed to be like that, that that's yeah. the whole point is it's interactive entertainment so and i hate the broad spectrum of video games as if every video game is fucking fortnite you know yeah. and it's not and you know i always say uh, space engineers because it's such a difficult fucking game and there's so much physics involved and you have to literally be half of an engineer in order shit to work i don't understand how some people make like gravity drives and i'm like what is it what how do you even even redstone and minecraft like that shit somehow eludes me and i'm like how the fuck and these people are making like full-on computers well like, what is it you can play uh oh god what can you play now in minecraft uh mario Diablo? No, they no, have Mario, the, the side scroller. Yeah, you could do the jumping and stuff. No, you can actually build and launch, I think, Diablo in Minecraft. Interesting. I know. That wouldn't Anyways. surprise me. But yeah, yeah. Gaming, gaming offers so much. And so, yeah, just to kind of lump it all together always upsets me because 
you know, there there is the potential to learn and be able to do so much. Yes, some people have an addiction to video games. You know, they have, but you know, usually if they're addicted to gaming, it's a symptom of a larger issue, and you can see that elsewhere in their lives. Right. But uh, and he and then he goes to contrast it with jujitsu, saying that it's not the same as putting in three years of effort grinding to be the best League of Legends player versus you know three years grinding to be the best you know jujitsu martial artist. That you just can't. It's different things. It's different things. Right. Uh, so. But I did I did like this one quote uh, that he said um, that there's. And you know this is this is huge, especially now with the with the big push on streaming and everything. That uh, kids can make a lot of fucking money playing video games, but you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to play multiple video games because the one game you get really good at, odds are it won't be around in five years. And even just building on top of that, you know, it's even if you are good at games, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful as a streamer or be able to make that a career. You know, you look at gaming and YouTube. And there's maybe only a couple dozen people that are able to make, you know, devote their entire yes, lives to it. Yeah. Crazy. You know, so it's just, and you know, literally everybody's like, oh, I can be a streamer. I can do it. I can be the Selfie. best, you know. Yeah. Okay. It just doesn't work that way. So with that, we are going to dive into the chat room with our friends across the pond on the Fresh Tomatoes Movie Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the chat room. This week we are joined by Chad and Simone from the Fresh Tomatoes Movie Podcast. Uh, I guested with them on their uh, one year celebration a few weeks ago on uh, live streaming on YouTube. We're stoked to have you guys. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having yeah. us. How are you guys doing this fine Saturday? I know there's quite a time difference between us. Uh, I am good. We um so in South Africa there's a ban on the selling of alcohol, which has been a drag. But oh. we managed to bootleg some. There you um, go. <laughs> so I've got a beer, which I'm thrilled about. Excellent. That is Excellent. Impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. I, I went to uh, I went to go and have have lunch with my family today, and I ate a whole pizza and then a sticky toffee pudding afterwards. So I am sleepy. Oh my goodness, that that makes me sick just thinking about. That's a lot of food. Oh, Too it was carbs. All the carbs, all the carbs. I feel like like a a, a a lion who's just had his fill of buffalo, and now I just need to need to sleep. But I am gonna I'm gonna bring the energy for this. I'm gonna bring the fire. I appreciate that. Did you have a couple beers with all that too? I had a single beer because okay. because you know trying to watch my figure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Got to keep it eating, trim for podcasting. Eating the whole pizza says watching figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a diet coke with a Big Mac. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the trade off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, uh, you guys are obviously a movies-related podcast, mm. which, you know, who doesn't love the movies? I'm very excited that hopefully we'll be able to go back to the movies soon because I miss sitting in theaters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so uh, this week, we are going to uh, take our normal gaming topics and we're going to direct it more towards movies. So Thank God. Uh, lately, we've seen... <laughs> 
a trend of companies starting to, you know, explore making video games as movies or TV shows. Yeah. And traditionally, it's been really bad. Oh, uh, we have examples of like Doom, uh, Mario <laughs> Bros, uh, Mortal Kombat, several yeah. Mortal Kombats, uh, Assassin's Creed. Probably the only uh, yeah. like decent one out of all that was probably Tomb Raider. Yeah. And then last year, uh, Netflix released the Witcher T, or I guess it was early this year, the Witcher TV show, which was yeah. raving success. And oh, now I'm, we're just being peppered with all sorts of news about more games coming to movies or TV. So a couple of the upcoming ones we've heard about, they announced that Splinter Cell is getting a animated series on Netflix now. Interesting. Uh, Fallout has been picked up by Amazon for a TV yes. show. Mm. Netflix has also picked up Beyond Good and Evil for an animated TV show. Showtime is working on a Halo TV show. So oh, we, got, okay. we got all sorts of stuff in the works. Yeah. But uh, the big question is, are there other games that you would like to see out there as a movie or TV show? And what do you prefer? Do you prefer movies or do you prefer TV shows? So we'll uh, we'll let you guys uh, get started. Open it up. Uh, Chad, do you want to go first or? Do you know, that's how kind are we? Like you and I are both the most ridiculously polite people because I was literally about to ask you if you wanted to go oh, first as well but you you beat me to it by literally 0.1 of a second so it shows that you're more polite than I am um I've won again you've won yet again <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I'm gonna start with my most silly one that I would love to okay. see just because yes. you know it's got a bit of nostalgia for me do you remember Croc from PlayStation 1 Croc I do not Okay, Name well, Isabelle? yeah, okay, so I'll explain the plot a little bit before we go. So, right, you have this uh, crocodile, baby crocodile, who was born, um, who, who, who somehow got separated from his, his adult croc parents and was raised by funny pseudo dragon kind of uh, little fuzzy beings. And basically, uh, you have to destroy the evil duck, as far as I remember. <laughs> In order to in order to get back to your parents and like you know save the little fuzzy baby fuzzy babies because the evil duck also stole the fuzzy babies, and okay. um, so basically you 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 went through this game you had to like collect it was sort of like coins I think it was coins I can't remember it was so long ago but uh, you know you had to avoid lava and it was very fun it was sort of like Spyro meets um, Super Mario it was very mm -hmm. weird but wonderful and I would love to see just for like my own personal nostalgia. Clearly it does not have a fan base because neither of you know it. <laughs> um, but I would love to just see this little little croc just trying to find his fuzzy little parents. And then it's also his real croc parents because there's like depth in there, but it's also just like an adorable show. And yeah, I think that would be a good animated uh, series. It does sound cute. I could see it, kids animated series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it like teaches them about adoption and all that kind of thing. So that's really like, yeah, that's where I'm advocating from. All right. All right. Any other I... ones or uh, on to Simone? Go for it, Simone. We'll, we'll take turns. Are you turn. sure? Do you yeah, want... yeah, okay, we'll, we'll take turns. Turn. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll tag team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mine is also a silly one just because I, by my own admission, I'm not much of a gamer at all. Like I was thrilled mm -hmm. about The Witcher because that's like one of the few games I've mm -hmm. played in my life. Um, That's a good one. 
That is a good one. I mean, and I'm thrilled with the results. Yeah. I, as a kid, though, I don't know if you ever played this, Jameson. I played Curse of Monkey Island. I've heard of that one, but I have not played it. I'm familiar. It is a LucasArts, I guess it's a puzzle game. Like, you're just trying to go through and figure out which items you need, and it's, like, really weird, out-of-the-box thinking. You essentially need a guide to play it um, or to do well at it. But it was, like, really self-aware, and it was this dude, Guybrush Threepwood, on an island trying to, like, get to his love, Elaine, and there are pirates and curses and voodoo spells. And it's so funny and so weird. Uh and I just, I loved it so much. I'd love to see it as a series of this, just this dude trying to get through all these adventures and solve <laughs> these puzzles. Um, it is so much fun. And I just want like a fun little comedy series. I don't think we have enough pirate stuff going on at the moment anyway. So I, let's bring that back. I agree. I agree. You know, we actually had uh, our last guest was uh, uh, Captain Logan from the Keel Hall podcast on our oh. network. And so all we talked about was pirate video games. Yeah. And why the, why there isn't enough of them. Never uh, enough. Never enough. Never enough. You know, pirates, rum, you know, where can you go wrong? Uh, where can you go wrong? Indeed. You can bring, yeah. so, like, you can bring, like, so much mythology into it. You've got mermaids. You've got the kraken. You've got, apparently, zombies. Like, there's, you can go everywhere with it. Exactly. Exactly. But yet, we go nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. exactly. Well, you guys pick two very wholesome ideas, and then I'm over here (laughs) with, like, man, I want some, like, good old violence. Let's get some action in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know this about us, but me and Simone are the most wholesome people you'll ever meet. We put, (laughs) we we often go to nunneries, and we just shame them for being so, so wayward. (laughs) Yes, we spend time with orphans regularly. (laughs) That's funny. Uh... Well, for me, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's so many that I could pick. I'm a, I'm really excited for Halo. Uh, cause yeah, that that's going to be interesting. That was like one of my first real console games. When I was growing up, I only ever had uh, the handheld Game Boys. I had like every Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, until I got an Xbox 360, I had a Nintendo 64. So there was a long oh. time where I just really wasn't present in console gaming. Right. And then I got Xbox 360 right when it came out, and one of the, my first games was Halo. Uh, so I've been a huge fan of Halo. So I'm excited to see that, but mm-hmm. not not from Showtime. Showtime, to me, doesn't have a track record <laughs> no. for yeah. producing good shows, let alone shows that require copious amounts of CGI. Yeah. So that yeah. you kind of want like HBO to do it maybe yeah. or even Netflix yeah. you know yeah so that so that has me worried but uh and I know I and I didn't mention it but I know that uh our uh, our friend uh, Tom Holland is going to do a oh. uncharted Nathan Drake movie that which will be good that yes that will be good is if it cuz that will that follows like the same vein as uh Tomb Raider you know it's Indiana yeah, Jones, yeah. very adventure makes for good movies. Yeah, I think mm. those do make good movies because of sort of the mysticism behind them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's such a hard line to choose. And I think obviously because of like the success of Witcher, everyone's sort of just like, okay, well, this is a good way to make money. You know, superhero movies have kind of died out now. 
so why don't we make try and find something else that's going to make yeah. us money franchise wise and i think that's where people have seen like the witcher and they're just like okay shit we can all do this this is going to be amazing <laughs> Yeah. Um, video games have really good storylines that'll be pretty straightforward to adapt. <laughs> I think, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, but I think the tr the problem that most video game movies enter into is they pick a game that has a much more complex or long storyline, yeah, definitely, and then they try and cram it into an hour and a half movie, and yeah. it never works. Does not work. Yeah, no. we found. I mean, because we've done a couple of episodes of um, movies based on video games. It's really our bread and butter. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, there's always, like, trying to find that balance between introducing sort of a believable storyline as opposed to some video games sort of introduce plot points just so that you have to fight more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, introducing, like, these complex storylines, and especially, like, as video games are, like, really working more on character development now and themes and um, things like that, like, trying yeah. to introduce that, but then mm -hmm. also bring in the stuff that makes the video games actually fun and cinematic to play. Um, yeah. We were talking about the Assassin's Creed movie, for example, where like mm -hmm. they're trying to cram this whole mythos down your yeah. throat uh, with <laughs> the much. worst exposition-y dialogue. But like, all you really <laughs> want are really cool fight scenes and parkour yeah. scenes, right? I mean, yeah. forgive me, but I'm, I'm here on Assassin's Creed for the story. I'm, yeah. I am all about the the story. I'm a big fan of the the Ezio trilogy, and mm. I would love to see that adapted into a TV totally. show. I think that would do yeah. so well if you can cast the right person mm. to play Ezio. Yeah, uh, yeah I think absolutely. movies just don't give you enough time to no. do both. But the movies were great for things like Tomb Raider and Uncharted, oh, yeah. Hitman, where yeah. it's like it's a very linear story. Yeah. yeah, I'm either yeah. I'm finding this object, I go on an adventure, or I'm killing this person and I go on an adventure. Yeah, mm. there's no, you know, there's no real like setting or anything you need to create. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why the, the other... Witcher worked as 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 a, as a series is because you had so yeah. many like sort of bylines and everything. Yes, and so you could just like extrapolate and go on those different bylines. Although I was very disappointed not to see sort of like a, a mini episode where he goes and searches for that woman's frying pan. Frying pan, that, <laughs> I know. The frying pan episode. Devastating. Would be, that would be Emmy award winning right there. <laughs> it, it really or would. helps that dude find his goat. <laughs> yeah. Forgot but about see, that. those are those are the types of things that they could just like sneak in right at the beginning yeah. of the episode. Like he's just mm -hmm. finishing. Like you see him handing a pan to a woman as he's walking away. <laughs> That's like the opening scene of an episode. <laughs> totally sneak that in. Or he and turns around, turns around, and roaches on top of a house. Like yes. <laughs> how did how did you get there? <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely love to see something better from Assassin's Creed because don't get me Definitely. wrong My, Michael Fassbender is the man but uh that was <sighs> that was that was a poor that was a poor oh, showing yeah, yeah the casting of that movie was actually fantastic they just then like d wasted it yep yeah yeah 100%. Oh, I thought of another pitch if I can just quickly oh, yeah. quickly you know uh, uh, sort of um okay so so did either of you play Tekken as you were growing yes. up yes Yes. Okay, cool. So my idea is not a Tekken series or a Tekken movie, right? It's a Tekken reality show 
where you have different people (laughs) from all over the world coming in and they fight against each other and you get to like vote as the public who should who should like get to the next level based on like their backstory and their gumption but also it's weighted against if they win the fight or not so it's like a 50 50 weighting between sort of how well they did in the fight and then how well you know they liked by the public and i think that would be a really great sort of thing and then you've just got like a panda who comes in like mid-season and just fucks everyone up because it's a panda <laughs> and like that would be great that i was imagining like a big brother style thing too like between the <laughs> fights you know <laughs> that would be brilliant if any Please. if any ser- if any combat series could pull it off tekken could do it <laughs> that I'd would be I, I would too yeah that would be great and then like as you go along in the season so like season one is just like plain tekken and then you get like season three is tekken tag and then yeah you just keep like evolving it as the tekken games did that would be that definitely would be something you could you could make it almost like a like a survivor-esque tv show where it's like you know they have different challenges they're completing each week yeah that would be yeah. that would be entertaining yeah, a, so that would. I think we should pitch that. I don't know who to necessarily like NBC. I guess. I don't know. We we have a lot of movies we need to pitch. Apparently, we're apparently <laughs> the group of us with yes. uh, with uh, Ken and. Uh, oh man, Ken alone. Uh, I mean. Oh yeah, just yeah. The movie Ken, ideas Ken, we were coming up with last time. Ken's head writer, without question. But like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. We're, we're, we're I don't know, maybe it's team. time for Tom to expand from podcasts into TV. I know it's a quick jump, so. <laughs> yeah, there's no issue with that. <laughs> Going from an audio medium to a visual medium. No, mm. no issue at all. No Mm-mm. issue at all. All right. <laughs> well, we covered quite a bit of, of movies and stuff there. Um, I'm trying, I keep trying to think of any other movies that I might have missed uh, that are out there. But... Uh, prince of persia always makes me angry every time i think about it (laughs) yeah yeah that one was not that one was not great but that was rough it was entertaining at least yeah um, i'll stand by the resident evil movies any day yes yes yeah i can i can stand by those no no i from from a action entertainment value 100 percent, i can stand by them oh yeah i mean they're not winning oscars anytime soon oh yeah (laughs) but i would love to see like an actual resident evil series that follows like Mm -hmm. the events of the games i think that would be super cool get get some leon in there some claire yeah that would be really really entertaining and like really go into like the minutiae of how creepy that shit is Mm. yeah yeah the horror elements much more yeah, that could be like the next Walking Dead right there. Exactly. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Fill that gap. Yeah. So many yeah. there's so much there's so much potential out there. And I think one person before we move on that would be really good in TV and movies would be uh uh Kojima. I think he's I think games just don't do him justice anymore with Death Stranding and uh Metal Gear. Mm. I think he's I think he's ready for movies. Yeah, no, that would be that would be very cool. And I think it would be a natural jump for him. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. So with that, we are going to go into our 60 second download game, which will probably be longer than 60 seconds because there's two of you and we haven't had two guests before. So 
<laughs> I'm going to ask you a series of fun questions. And you guys just, the goal is just to answer off the top of your head as quick as you can. Uh, and uh, yeah, you guys ready? Should we should we take it in turns again, Simone? Just be completely polite again, and you start, and then I'll go for the second question. Okay, sure. Like, yeah. And then if you don't if you don't know, just say like "dunno," and then the other person could jump in. How does that sound? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. So I'll always start by default, unless. Y yeah, I think that that that's cool. Okay. You start by default. Okay. If you don't know, I'll jump in. Good plan. Okay. Look okay. at you guys. Look at you guys. Team. All right. <laughs> All right. Favorite childhood video game. Uh, God of Thunder. Ooh. Croc. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, favorite recent game you've played? Witcher. It's the only recent game I've played. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for... Um, uh, oh, it's just slipped my mind, so I'm just going to go for the default Spider-Man. Very good. Favorite recent movie you've seen? Hmm. Oh, I watched Justice League Dark, the second one. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go for um. What did I watch recently that was actually pretty good? I'm gonna go for the silence. Oh, interesting pick. Interesting. Uh, favorite movie snack and drink. Mm. Uh, in a cinema or at home? Both. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's always gonna be pizza and wine, right? <laughs> <laughs> can just see you at the movie theater with a pizza and, and wine yeah. like an absolute monster shit. or a gin smoothie a gin slushy that's like mm, something they sell it. at one of the movie theaters here and it's bomb all right okay simone's wrong i'm sorry but simone is wrong <laughs> the ultimate the ultimate movie snack whether you're at home or at, at the theater is a box of salty popcorn put your maltesers in it and then a big Ooh. old sprite you're wrong yeah. if you choose anything else you know, I've been to the movies, and Brenna doesn't like me. Brenna doesn't let me do this game anymore because I have to talk throughout the game because I can't not hear what you guys say and say something. But <laughs> Brenna at the movies is is quite something to witness, the way she mm. assembles her popcorn and <laughs> what goes into it. Oh, my. It, it is quite a treat. There's copious amounts of butter, copious yeah. amounts of salt, and Got lots it. of jalapenos. But there's a whole strategy oh, to it, like, like there's like the sep she separates the popcorn like out of the thing, so that way the butter can get yeah. all over the popcorn yeah. at different levels. Same yeah. thing with the salt, and it's it's really quite something, and it, it is, is actually quite good. It's wild to me you can get jalapenos to put on your popcorn. Like America truly is the land of yeah. the free. You know what? It is. It is actually. I think someone could do their entire doctorate on this because between the three of us, South Africa, England, and America, popcorn is a very diverse thing at the movie yeah. theaters. Like Simone, Simone can tell you what South Africa is like, but from here in the UK, popcorn you get salty or sweet. You have no other options. It is a very totalitarian state. We get a bunch of flavored salts. So I like the salt and vinegar salt um you get like butter flavored salt you don't get like pure liquid butter that you can mm -hmm. pump onto your popcorn you can get sour cream and chives i think there's a chutney flavor sometimes yeah some some places have cheese as well yeah yeah so you just like like dump those flavored salts out all over your popcorn um and that's that's the best you can get see in the u.s we just get normal popcorn 
And theaters have started carrying different variations of popcorn. Like you can get like uh, caramel and popcorn or like cheese popcorn, you know, other things like that. But mm-hmm. Most of the time you just get regular popcorn. And then sometimes they'll have like a little where, you know, you go and do your butter and stuff. Sometimes they'll have okay. different salts that you can put on right. it. Right. Uh, and not all theaters do the jalapenos, which, you know, if we ever go to a theater that doesn't have it, Brenna is immensely disappointed. <laughs> I can imagine. Ruins the movie. Yeah, that would be. Totally. You might as well just leave. Seriously. All right. Move, do they move do it. salt and vinegar salt that side? Sorry. Yes, I'm they do. Genuinely... Yes, they do. Okay. I've seen it before. Okay. Uh, moving along. Favorite uh, video game character crush or movie character crush? Oh, dangerous. It's still going to be Geralt from The Witcher. I'm sorry. That's, I'm not sorry. That's a fantastic <laughs> voice. There's nothing to be sorry about that. That voice alone. <laughs> and then Henry Cavill in the live action. I mean, oh, it's I mean, a win-win. Oh, yeah, it really is. Yeah. That is, oh, that is that's silver hair. I'm going to jump on Simone's bandwagon and I'm going to go for Siri. Obviously, we haven't seen oh. a... Well, we, we haven't seen, and I want to make this very explicit. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Siri from the TV show. She is underage, and I'm not that kind of guy. The actress is 18. Really? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't change how I feel. She's a child in the show. That does not change anything. Um, But I'm talking about Siri from the video games, specifically Witcher 3, where she is an adult, Mm -hmm. a full consenting adult. Mm. All right. All right. Thank you, Chad. Um... That's a good one. I've totally lost my train of thought after all of that. Um, when we thirst, we thirst hard. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, Simone, if you want a real treat, there is a delightful video out there that Henry Cavill recently posted of him building a computer I, uh, in a I, tank top. I saw the whole internet have a meltdown over it. <laughs> it, was, it was quite something, and it's quite nice to see someone in like Hollywood that is as much of a nerd yeah. as normal gamers. Yeah. It's very, very refreshing. Definitely. Uh, your favorite gaming system of all time? Um, PC? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no good for no- this one. There's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of these questions are tough. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go for the for the PlayStation Two, um, purely because it's so it was, it was so revolutionary in in what it was able to do. Um, I was just very very impressed by what what sort of like the, the jump from PlayStation One to PlayStation Two. It was just it was just spectacular to see. Um, so that will always have a special place in my heart. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. And last one, uh, and this will probably be one that requires some thinking. So whenever you want to introduce someone to a movie or you want like you know one of the common questions people always ask is like what's your favorite movie so yeah you know what's the one movie that if you know someone's like hey i want to watch that you know something like this or you know i'm wording this terribly i want (laughs) to watch i want to watch a movie and you guys being movie podcast what's the one movie that you are always like you should go sit down and watch this. Um, That's so well, hard. When I started dating my boyfriend, I was like, there are two movies you need to watch to understand me. <laughs> I, like I, know, I know one of them. The one is The Princess Bride. Yeah, obviously. Fantastic. I mean, 
first of all, it's just educational. Like he needs to see it to understand the world. Yeah. Um, and then it's the producers. Producers. Okay. That, that one... is my whole sense of humor. You you say it every time, and I always forget how much you love that movie. Like every I... time you bring it up, I'm like, of course, but I always forget it because it's such a, a secondary movie. Yeah, it's not popular. <laughs> no, I love it. It's brilliant. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, Jameson, like check it out. It is brilliant. It's ridiculous. It is. It is quite something to watch. I did watch it whenever it came out years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is but really it's good. just like perfect physical yeah. comedy by Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. The music, like it's just an outrageous movie and it makes me happy and it makes me laugh every <laughs> single time. And Will Ferrell with a German accent. Oh, it's goodness. one of his funniest roles of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, 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 I have to agree. I was thinking about it as Simone was talking and, and, and as she said something, she told the boyfriend, she like got together with him and I was like, the thing that I've told all women who I've wanted to date and who I have dated that they have to watch is the Princess Diaries, because the Princess um, Diaries. Sorry, no, oh. no, no, no. I'm an idiot. Oh. Sorry, no, 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 no. No, no. I, I really no. like this pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's definitely not you what just I meant. Love Anne Hathaway. I love Anne Hathaway so much, and that is her, her quintessential role. Uh, no, I meant I meant I meant the Princess Bride. Um, there's this one, there's this one woman I've been speaking to and I've said like four times to her, have you seen the princess bride to the point where she's gotten very irritated with me now that I've said that. Um, but I mean for four times and she still hasn't seen it. I mean, that's a red flag. I think it's time to cut her loose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so definitely the princess bride. And then, you know what, if you're looking for something a little bit more weird and, and kind of sophisticated, uh, then I would go for an education. Oh, all right, it's, I didn't realize it's you were weird. such a fan. I am actually. It's it's just it's one of those movies which you don't watch that often, but when you do watch it, you're just like, this is this is what cinema is is for. Like stories like this, and I just love it. It's just such a tidy story. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, Princess Bride is definitely one of those movies that I think everyone has to see at yeah. some point yes. in their life. Yeah. Yes. It's uh it's yeah, it's it's something you can't go without seeing. I've never it's met anyone who watched it and didn't love it. And it, and if they didn't love it, that's just inconceivable. Oh. <laughs> Are you trying to steal our podcast from us? <laughs> that is my uh style of humor. Uh Brenda would give me an eye roll there, but I love it. She's wrong. That was perfect. That was that was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about your show? Tell us what you got going on coming up, and uh, where people can uh, find you. Simone, uh, you wanna you wanna okay. take this? Yeah. Um. So we each week we review two movies that did very poorly, and we try to be as nice as possible about them and talk about where they went wrong. Uh, the, our upcoming episode we are doing disaster movies, which was um. <laughs> Given the times we're in, it was interesting to watch. Uh, we're doing 2012 and Day After Tomorrow, uh, which was super, super, super fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's coming out on Tuesday. People can listen to it wherever they listen to podcasts. They can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. Um, and they can also just come hang out with us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely some quite some movies to review. 
with everything going on. <laughs> Uh, and the wild thing is that, like, we were mainly like, wow, there's no way the governments would coordinate, like, all the governments around the world would coordinate that well <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, that's always, it's, that's always doubtful. We are yeah, jaded. It's very, it's, it's very scary when they say things that they've actually said in real life during a disaster, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep, yep. And I'm over here, and they're they're talking about, you know, rushing through coronavirus vaccines and i'm over here like i've seen i am legend this right? is kind yeah. of how it goes down maybe like, we should just take our time a little bit with vaccines it's crazy that yeah, is like it's it's like they've never seen a disaster movie like yeah. it's insane well one of our favorite ones i think it was what in um day after tomorrow mm. where the one dude is like yeah so i guess the environment is delicate but so is the economy so yeah. <laughs> That is uh, a little too real. Little too, little too, little too close to home. Yeah, yeah. But it was well, a fun guys, week, and we, yeah, yeah. I. It sounds like a fun week. I'm looking forward to listening, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on the show today. Uh, we do hope to have you back uh, sometime in the future. It was super fun. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for having us. And and you know when when Brenna reveals herself to just be you in a wig, um, just come onto our show and both of you can be there because we're, we're pretty sure she's not real. So uh, if the two of you slash the one of you want to come on to our show at any point, please do. No judgment. You know what? You know what? Well, I'll have to make it happen now just to clear my good name, uh, <laughs> even though I do have excellent hair. So thank you guys again so yes. much, and uh, have a good rest of your day thank yeah. you you too thank you so much yeah and welcome back from the chat room and i'm gonna say it to piss brenner off but you know what chad and simone they're good people they're good people fucking spam you with like good people things i, I can't say good, do it yet. i can't say good guys there because i guess i could guys i, I guys i guys non-gendered for me it's guys. We we had that discussion once. Someone was trying to make right. the argument that the term guys is gendered towards towards men, and I was like, men. I mean, it technically, but it's not anymore. Especially being in California, there, it's, like, it's just dude. like dude, yeah. man, bro, bruh, bruh. Anyway, Brenna, tell us about cyberpunk. I don't even fucking know, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so apparently. In Cyberpunk, you can finish the main story without doing the whole main plotline. So there are a bunch of branches, um, side quests. This is not new to... Why are you staring at me like I'm crazy? I'm listening to you! Intently, with eyes like demons. Okay. <laughs> Felt like I said something wrong, so... No, you're saying everything me. right, Brenna. You can never I do anything wrong. I don't like the way wrong. you said that. God bless God, the trigger that that just hitting me. <laughs> I hate you so much. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What are we even doing? <laughs> I have no idea either. You're just you're off here getting upset about something that I'm saying and just connecting dots that aren't there. And here we are, trying to finish. Now we're punch. here. Uh, yes. Yes. Which yeah, apparently you can do without finishing the, or doing the whole storyline. So 
there are obviously side quests and things that get triggered throughout the entire um, game, you know, meeting someone or walking into an area, having a positive negative relationship with someone. And I guess the way that it works is you can kind of jump timelines and jump portions of the main story plot by walking into certain areas and doing quests in an order. And you don't necessarily have to do the main storyline to get to the end. So it's really crazy how customizable your, you know, your playthrough is going to be. It makes me think of, uh, it reminds me because I've been playing it recently on stream, but Detroit Become Human. After every episode of Detroit Become Human, it shows you the interaction tree. And it shows you what interactions you did. And then it has a little lock symbol for interactions you didn't do. But you can see all the different options, how they all different connect. And then at the end, it has all the different possible outcomes. And then that outcome right. plays into the next episode, depending on where you ended up. So you can get a much more customized experience with a much different ending, depending on the decisions you make, which is fantastic. And I think one of the, yeah. one of the things that really blew my mind was, you know how in all the gameplay, he's with that big, that big mm -hmm. Latin guy or right. Samoan guy? Apparently, he is just one of many people that can become your friend. Like, you could play the whole game never meeting him. I love this game already. It's just the, the way that they have this set up, because it's a lot of games boast being able to make your own decisions and having whatever, but inevitably, there is a storyline that you follow, and you do the main quest, and you get to your end point. But with this, it's... There is no, I mean, there is like a quote-unquote main story, but it's not like you're going to play the whole thing through, you know? It's going to be a bumpy road, and it. That, I love that you don't actually have to play the main story at all. Because I feel like a lot of the times I'm doing a quest or I'm doing something in a game, and I have to go back to the main storyline, and it irritates me. I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't feel like doing this stupid, yes! God, I love Skyrim, but like, I swear to God, if I have to go through this cave one more time, like, I'm gonna lose it. But I love that I don't have to. Yeah. Very Future cool. of video games. Seriously, Pinnacle it's choices. Of games. It's choices. We want more choices. And to anyone that says single player games are dead, you're just a fucking liar. It just Seriously. there just hasn't liar. been there just hasn't been the quality of single player games. And usually, you're judging that based off of shitty single-player campaigns that are stuck onto a multiplayer game yeah so uh additionally like for some reason call of duty has i mean they've had a couple mike's in two two good storylines yeah. yeah yeah black ops one and then yes. modern warfare one modern and warfare modern 3. warfare two. Oh, really i thought three well, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 were all connected storylines. Right. I started losing interest in the Modern Warfare 3 storyline. 1 and 2 I'm were sure. really good. Yeah. Uh, even actually this, this most recent campaign. I'm still playing it good. through, but it's hard to play. I can't. I'm on the kids portion of it. I'm, Jesus, that one is rough. The, the story is really not there, but what the modern warfare campaign does is it is it hits you with the realism it's right. like because you're playing this and it's like this should actually this is really happen this yeah. is or is happening right now and that's yeah. that's the part that really 
makes that campaign And I'm campaign sitting here on my, you know, close to $2,000 PC just gaming and air conditioning while like, this is Com- too hard for me to complaining play. that your Streamlabs is broken or yeah. Like- <laughs> looking like a real asshole jerky. Uh, yeah. Whew. It really, it does, it does, it does lend some perspective to some things. Yeah. Um, so additionally, with the coronavirus, it's impacted, you know, obviously everybody. Uh, but gaming, game developers have been impacted pretty hard as well, having to uh, shift to home and we've just seen that in general you know i think out of the games that were supposed to come out of this year over 60 percent of the games have been postponed in some fashion due to the pandemic and the shift uh in you know development styles and some people just not being able to uh keep everything going at home which you know it makes sense just because the development tools needed and then just having that distance when you're normally used to working, you know, in a studio with people around you, it certainly makes things very difficult. So hopefully people will get their shit together and uh, we can start, you know, returning to normal. So wear a fucking mask. No one cares who you gonna, were. It's just. No one cares who you are until it's not you put on happen. the mask. Nothing, nothing's going to go back to normal until we have an effective vaccine, of which I am terrified for. Oh yeah, I'm not taking it. I've seen, I've seen I Am Legend. I know how this goes down. I'm, I'm so concerned. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there are people that are going to have to go back to work and they're kind of like forced to do this. Side note, it's side, like, yeah, they're going to be forced to do yeah. it. Side note, they're yeah. saying that, that it's, it's going to be just like the flu, that it will be a vaccine that will change every year. Because of the, the changes in the strand. So, which I've been saying from the beginning. Oh, God. Sweaty pits. Uh, anyway, let's get off that tangent. Uh, sea of Thieves has officially passed 15 million players after making its debut on Steam in June. And they had, they had, what is it? In June alone, they sold over a million copies on Steam, and they had over 3.3 million concurrent players at one point in June. Crazy. I love Sea of Thieves so much. I know you do. We had a good discussion with uh, Captain Logan about that. Yes. And uh, I That was played... a good episode. That was. That was a good one. I like Captain Logan. I actually yeah. played on stream last week. I was playing uh, Black Flag. I picked it up on sale for like $3. Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Yeah. And so I would been playing it and I was like, God, I want a new pirate game. Like storyline and stuff. And I've been having yeah. a blast. I've been having a blast. Fully you know. customizable. Huh? Yeah. Fully customizable. Uh, additionally, people have way too much fucking time on their hands. Seriously. <laughs> also, who thought, hey, I want to find out where the original the Minecraft seed game is. Like a I login mean, game. There's the potential that that background could have just been drawn by somebody. Huge. Like, I thought it was. I didn't think that it was, like, actual footage that they took and stuck in there. But apparently it was a screenshot of a uh, actual world. And after oof, probably, like, years... 
uh, or no, it took it took weeks. Someone spent weeks to figure to figure out the the seed, and then they found the actual coordinates of the title screen. Like, why? Why did you go in the code? How the hell did you? I don't. They probably just like screenshotted it on their side and then just kept generating worlds. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, one of my favorite Ubisoft series was Splinter Cell. I was a huge fan of that. I had played Splinter Cell since like the beginning, like Chaos Theory Splinter Cell. And it's it's been weird to see that game change so much and for them to like right. take out features and all sorts of stuff like but uh ultimately Splinter Cell got canned um I don't know. I don't know when the last one came out was, but the last one didn't. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. Anyway, there's rumors circulating that a new Splinter Cell game is in development as one of the voice actors who does the Italian voice for uh, Sam Fisher um, has kind of revealed that something is in the works. And additionally, Netflix has also announced that they are working on an animated Splinter Cell TV series, which will be written by the writer of John Wick. Like, hell fucking yes. Sign me up. That's going to be super cool. Yeah. It's going to be funny, too. Uh, apparently, the show is not going to revolve around Sam. Wait. Nope, it is Sam Fisher. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I was going to say. I had to read it right. Two seasons have already been ordered, uh, 16 episodes total, so eight se- eight episodes per season. I love that Netflix is like Binge taking. Ready. I love that Netflix is taking such an aggressive approach to animation. Like they're they're really doing well. Like, have you watched yes. the Castlevania animated series? No, I haven't. I know I need to. You should. It's very good. I know. But I need we to. have we have things we need to finish. We still need to finish. Uh, Alter Carbon Season 2. And we got Lost Girl 2. And now Legend of Korra. Lost got, Girl? Yeah. We gotta get, we gotta get oh, caught yeah. up You're on our shows. You're far behind on that. I know. Uh, although... Yeah, we do. I am super impressed with PlayStation, though. PlayStation has been doing good. No, I mean, just... So the new thing is that the PS5 pre-orders... Mm-hmm. You are are limited to one per household. Which Thank God. It, it's already like a limited run. They're not doing a lot of pre-order. So they're going to sell out pretty quick. And I just hate the people that have, that will spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars and buy like six of them and then sell them for a ridiculous amount of money. So that's like one way that, you know, you're going to stop that from happening. Yeah, it'll cut them, it'll cut them down on buying it from the same realtor. But it's not going to affect the person that, you know, you know, there's going to be that person that's going to buy one from Best Buy, one from Amazon, one from Costco, one from Target, one from Walmart. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. They might make it more like you have to input something. I don't know. Yeah, I just if you, yeah. if you anyways, I don't I know how they're going to track it. Well, yeah, guaranteed. But yeah, they're going to be super expensive. It's going to be a while before I get one. Yeah. 
Additionally, Epic Games is uh, out there being Epic Games. They've been added to the GOG marketplace, which is very nice. Uh, that's a nice competitor to Steam. Uh, and a tweet on the matter, just incredibly ironic, coming from Tim Sweeney. He says that ultimately the ownership of digital items, a.k.a. video games, should be a universal notion independent of stores and platforms. Huh. Really? Right. So much of the digital world today is frustrated by powerful intermediaries whose toll booths obstruct open commerce to keep customers and purchases locked in. Seriously? Huh. Really? Ah, I just... Okay, so one of my new favorite meme formats is the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. And it honestly fits here. <laughs> It's been tagged so much with Jada Smith, and it makes me laugh really hard. I've also been loving the uh, the entanglement memes. <laughs> oh, Have you heard the song? There's a song. There's a song. Entanglement oh song. I'll you have might to need, find you, it. You need to send this to me after we're done. Uh, yeah. Additionally, around the same time, Rocket League has announced that they are going free to play and leaving Steam for the Epic Store. Again, the irony. Uh, if you own it on Steam, you will still be able to play it with everybody else because it is cross-platform. You just no longer will be able, no longer will be able to purchase uh, Rocket League. So, is what it is. And then there's a new game in the works called Hellish Quartet, which is considered to be a Bushido Blade successor from the original PlayStation days. And just goddamn, it's a sword dueling it game. It looks so good. It looks clean. The it graphics clean. look great. The physics look great. There's real gore. There's real everything. The UI is minimal. I mean, it's amazing. Go look at it. Do yourself a favor. Hellish Court. Go look at it. I'd love to see them add more, more like playable characters, though. Not just it, like, not just like. It seems as though they're. Go ahead. Well, no, didn't you see that there was... Well, because it's all sword fighting, so it's kind of, I mean, maybe they'll add a futuristic pack. That could be cool. Well, like, I mean, like, it seems very confined to Europe right now. Like, they were showing us, like, Hussars, Tartars, uh, uh, Musketeers. <laughs> like, I want to see, like, Yeah, samurai. definitely they have the... I knew you were going to say Samurai. But yeah, they obviously have free realm to, to pull from any historical film or, or historical eras. It'd be cool if they add different weapons too. Like if I do a shield and axe. Like ball and like, chain? Yeah, or yeah, or spear. Oh man. So much potential. It looks we'll cool. We'll see. I know. Uh, additionally, great. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is in development. Uh, full full steam ahead on that. Uh, Legend of Korra, we've mentioned this already, comes out August 15th on Netflix, if you haven't watched Avatar, Last Airbender, or Legend of Korra, do yourself a favor and start now. What are you doing with your life? You're missing out. It's really yes. just an amazing show. I watched all of Avatar in two days. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's easy. To, well, not easy to do. It takes dedication, but it's easy to do because it's so good. It's so good. So good. Uh, additionally, Twitch is, they have a like community policing uh committee 
that you know can monitor and shut down accounts and whatnot. And the latest addition to their uh, community is a very, very interesting human being. I just. Do you want me? To, do you want me to go through yeah. this? Because it seems like I'm having a hard. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, this person is transgender, and identifies as a deer, and has gone on stream claiming that they have all this power, and that everyone should be afraid of them, because uh, they are going to be coming for the pieces of shit or this really shitty people. Uh, they said they're going to stand up against them and that Twitch is endorsing them to do this, which that's great that, you know, they want to stop shitty people, but this person is interesting. I feel like when she made that statement that there was very, in her mind, she knew when she was making that statement, she was saying that directly to specific people. Probably. Like, uh, I, I mean, this person, what they said on stream that they like to hop around and eat grass and prance have deer around gassins. and eat grass and have a deer gas and many streams, many times. Just so, you know, you know what you do, you Twitch, uh, Twitch, Twitch needs some policing. And someone saying that this is the state of free speech online and that this person is censoring you is a little extreme, a little extreme, uh, because we've had way too much free speech on Twitch and it is the cesspool that it is because also, of that. In your contract that you sign. So, oh, yeah. Not censorship of free speech because this is a contract it's a company so it's not that's not the same twitch is just trying to enforce the rules that they already have and so they are bringing other people on and i'm sure that all these committee decisions have to be approved by like twitch employees so yeah, yeah. uh additionally logitech has partnered with Harmon miller to make a new gaming chair it costs 1500 dollars. you're better off with a secret labs chair it's that's still expensive it's very expensive, but yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson have an animated TV show coming too, which, you know, the pairing there. Already, yeah. Phenomenal. Go and uh, tell we, us the name. Fubba Mucka. Fantastic. Amazing. Mike Tyson on it. <laughs> uh, additionally, we've been following a story the past couple weeks about the Army and the Navy recruiting kids off of streaming services like Twitch, and they had backed off and then following them backing off the platforms, uh, AOC, she is a uh, U.S. United States representative. Uh, I don't, I can't, I can never remember her actual name. People just always refer to her as AOC. Uh, Andrea, hold on, I can find it right here. Because uh, I, I'm doing the same thing as you. Um, uh, no, Alexandria. I don't know. It's Latin. Cortez. Something Cortez. <laughs> AOC uh, introduced some legislation to the United States Congress to get pretty much the military just banned from using funds to recruit kids through streaming platforms like that. Unfortunately, the bill died very brutally uh, on the floor with very little support for it. And within 24 hours of that, the Army and the Navy were back on stream. Very sad to see. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima has set record sales for a PlayStation exclusive. 
they it is I'm now loving the screenshots by the way oh they're so pretty the, so good and that's like that was a huge selling point but it actually i think it outsold in the first three days i think it outsold uh last of us 2 according yeah. to this tweet it's the fastest selling first party title from playstation 4 uh with 2.4 million units sold globally in three days wow that's crazy yeah so big props to them i can't wait to play that when it comes when i get my sure. playstation 5 uh intel has delayed their next processor until potentially 2022 or 2023 well, i don't even know i mean go ahead i don't know that we need a new processor every fucking year just wait until technology is evolving on its natural cadence intel needs to focus on a lot other things than building new processors because they frankly just aren't competing with uh amd, AMD. who's just building yeah. better processors for cheaper dude so. the new thread rippers that are coming out are insanity like the, it's so it's so insane that like the cooling market needs to get their shit together because it's just not possible the cooling market has hardly evolved in the last couple of years uh additionally contrary to rumors and leaks uh world of warcraft is not coming to console uh no real shocker there in some bizarre talk yeah, show gabe newell the owner of steam slash valve uh said that xbox he was in new zealand he was on some show and he said that xbox series x is better than the playstation 5 which i don't know what he was basing that off of but I don't know. How about I don't care at this point? Consoles are consoles. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. And Xbox, you can play whatever the fuck you want. And PlayStation is still exclusive. So there's yeah. that. PC is still the best. Uh, Metal yeah, Gear sure. Solid 3, they had a thing like in the multiplayer, it was all about building nukes and attacking other people. Well, today, this past week, uh, the final nuke was disarmed, the final player nuke, which means every player in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Metal Gear Solid 5, wait, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. had completely denuclearized, earning a final cutscene, which was super cool. Real, oh God, I love that game so much. Uh, we also got to see the Tony Hawk remastered uh, music soundtrack lineup. We are a month away from that game. I'm going to lose I'm excited. it. I'll scream the shit out of that. God, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, okay. I know. Additionally, we, we're trying to rush through this because we're running a little long. Um, PlayStation has, if you are a PS Plus subscriber, go check your account because there's a chance that PlayStation has, has given you a $10 free credit. Uh, they don't, there's no reason why. It's just some people are getting it. So go check your account and see. Uh, additionally, Cuphead is now finally on PS4, which I thought it always was, but I guess it wasn't. I thought so too. It's an Xbox uh, exclusive. I guess so. Uh, oh, yeah. Beyond Good and Evil is getting a Netflix animated TV series. But when the fuck Super are we cool. going to get the Beyond Good and Evil video game? I have no idea. So, you know, <laughs> that's Did another... The trailer came out like three years ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's another it looks so cool. Game. It's like yeah. a mutant, like, you know, sort of badass urban it's, city. It's a sequel to a game that they made like a decade before they showed the trailer for that one. I really wanted to play this game and it still isn't fucking out. Yeah. It's like a and mercenary mutant thing. I know, it looks cool. Pirates, space pirates, monkeys. Yeah, space pirates. Uh, lastly, for this week, our favorite person, uh, Ninja, 
who has still not returned to streaming after the end of Mixer, is currently exploring his options in Hollywood, whether it's movies, voice acting, cartoons, etc. Um, no. No. We don't need you. We don't want you. We don't want you. Yes. Uh, apparently, he has a cameo role coming up in Ryan Reynolds' uh, Free Guy movie set to come out in December. And no. then uh, it's a cameo. Like, he probably is in the background, maybe says one sentence. And then he also appeared on an episode of The Masked Singer uh, and was eliminated in that first episode. So. It's just, that's how things snowball. Because Ruby Rose got a part, and don't get me wrong, I like her, but also she's a terrible actress. And she has a lot of roles now because of it. She's not super good. Do you realize that most of the roles that she played are deaf? Like, she's deaf. They were some of her best roles, in my opinion. <laughs> Upcoming oh my game God. release dates. Uh, last week, we had the Dying Light Hellraid DLC. We had Grounded, For the People, Niho 2 Tengu, Disciple DLC, Yakuza Kimiwa 2. Uh, this coming week on the 4th, we have Hellbound. On the 5th, COD Warzone Season 5. Uh, on the 6th, Drink More Gurp. And uh, yes, I said that right. Uh, yeah. And on the seventh, we have the highly anticipated Fast of the Furious Crossroads. Fuck you. And we have Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition on Steam. That'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, bit of news: The Hidden Blade is going on hiatus. I can't justify spending an inordinate amount of time developing a second show when there is so much to be done here on the DL. So I'm going to put that, postpone that off. Uh, But we'll probably do some fun stuff for bonus episodes because we're long overdue for some bonus episodes on here. As always, thank you guys for listening. We know there are many shows like us. We appreciate you always checking us out. And those who go the extra mile and support us on Patreon, Patches Play Games, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, Old Street Dog, you guys are the best. I'm excited to be shipping you your merch this week. I can't wait for you guys to start posting pictures on social media to see. Uh, And if you don't want to support us on either of those ways, you can always, 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 always support us by just dropping a review on Apple Podcasts or even just, you know, following and subscribing to the podcast on multiple platforms. That all helps us out immensely. And lastly, you can find us on social media at DL Gaming News on Twitter and Facebook. And on Instagram, we are at GooseCatProd. Uh, we'll probably make that change everywhere else. It's kind of weird to say. And you can follow us individually at deal underscore Jameson. And me at deal underscore Mother Goose. And stay tuned because we'll be announcing a giveaway in the coming weeks. Exciting stuff. That is it. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Hey, hi! do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already.
Goodbye. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call, Call Mystery, Mystery Time, Time Live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe, Subscribe now! The producers of Mystery Time Live have asked not to take any advice for guidance on the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery live will be fully solved unless infringed by a spontaneous outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally biting and you cannot do this.